Hey everyone, welcome to this live edition of Locked on Cavs. It is deadline day here for rookie scale extensions. Obviously the big news pertaining for the Cleveland Cavaliers is that Colin Sexton has not agreed to a rookie scale extension with the Cleveland Cavaliers, meaning that he will be heading into restricted free agency next offseason. Uh, we'll dive into a lot of that here on today's show. We're going to do a two full one-hour live show here. First half an hour, probably into the second hour, all about Colin Sexton and uh, your questions and any other Cavs things we might dive into. But that's all coming up on today's show. And let's get into the intro. And reminder, thank you for making Lock on Cavs your first listen every single day. Remember, it is free and available on all platforms. And if you're watching us on YouTube right now, hit that subscribe button because that's free too. You are Locked on Cavs. Your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, as noted, the big news here today is that Colin Sexton has not signed a rookie seal extension with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, we're going to talk about that, what it means, why it didn't happen, um, should it have happened? All kinds of angles of this, but I'm Chris Manning, co-host here. You can find me at places like Forbes, Cleveland Magazine, SB Nation's Fear the Sword, Uproxx, etc. And joining me is my co-host, Evan Damrell. You know him, obviously, from Fear the Sword, but most notably, uh, Facebook Bolton, a.k.a. Right Down Euclid, where he's mm -hmm. doing all kinds of Cleveland sports stuff. Yep. Thanks for asking how I am. I'm good, Chris. How are you? I mean, we're we're busy. We got we got stuff to cover. You know, we, we don't do, we don't have man. we don't have time. We for, don't have time for formalities. Man. We don't have time as we've been no. doing. I've been almost doing this for two years now, and we don't have time for formalities anymore. Are we like that I old mean, married I, couple now? I mean, I I feel like I often text. I I don't know if this is always true, but sometimes I feel like I text you more than I text my wife. That's fair, but you also have like all notifications turned off, so I feel bad texting you sometimes. I'm like. Oh, Chris that's just sometimes I just have like the personal thing on and I just like I'm, I'm not used to like the new settings on the iOS update. So I just don't always, you know, text me I've whenever. Been, I'm I've been utilizing it. sleep mode a lot more. It's been clutch. It tells me to go to bed and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Get some call. sleep. Good call. But Evan, yeah, so no, Colin well Sexton. Uh, yeah. My hair. yeah, Colin Sexton did yeah. not sign an extension with the Cavs. Um, it, it kind of fell apart at the zero hour, I think, because you and I had heard around media day that it kind of felt like an extension was coming and I've been kind of reading the tea leaves a little bit while we were getting ready for this. Um, I think it's a bold move on his part on him as in Colin betting on himself. Uh, yeah, man, I, I just don't really know what to take of this overall. This is like our live raw reactions. I, I tend to think that like I, I think this ultimately, like for from a Cavs perspective, I think it makes some sense. And well, maybe that's like the second segment we should get into here. But I, I kind of think that the framework that we had sort of, I think, both kind of heard was four years, eighty-eight million plus incentives that could take it up to a hundred million dollars. He was not going to get a five-year. He was not going to get a max. He was not going to anything close to that. Um, it was going to be much more at the level of like the Mikael Bridges contract, which is like a ninety million four-year deal, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Um, but like obviously much more than like Landry Shamit got. Yeah. So it kind of, um, I mean, and Mikhail Bridges, really good contract. But Colin Sexton, obviously with DeAndre Aiden, uh, as, as the number one pick in this draft class, the only two guys in the top 10 to, that, that sort of, I guess, like matter in a meaningful, meaningful way to not get rookie scale extensions. Like, I don't think Bagley did either, but like Aiden, it's so like, you know, your Aiden's 
uh, your Drake, Bagley, your Knox, um, Sexton, and Aiden, I think, are the top four players that did not sign a uh, rookie extension. Yeah. So, I mean, of so, like, the guys that got, yes, yeah, so the guys sorry. that got one, obviously, Luka Doncic, who got the max, Trey got the max, Jaron Jackson Jr. got a $105 million deal with some injury protections in there. Um, Bamba obviously did not get one. Wendell Carter got a shorter one, but got one. Kevin Knox did not get one. Mikhail Bridges got one. And then obviously Shea got a max. Um, did Miles Bridges get one? Uh, sure. No, they did not agree to a contract okay. extension, to, okay. according to Cleveland's own Chris Haynes. Okay, so you so you dive into uh, deeper in the class. Like Landry Shamit, some other guys obviously got ones as well, but Con Saxon did not get one. So he'll go into restricted for agency, and this puts his future with the Kingman Cavaliers a little more up in the air than it obviously would have been if he would have just signed an extension. I tend to think that like if you're if you're if we're discussing this, I totally see how you get to a point where if you're looking at this and we're looking at this from a, from a 10,000 foot view and still trying to figure out what is exactly being built in it with the caps. Like, I, I don't think it's absolutely insane to not like want to throw the hundred million guaranteed with potential get up to like 112 or something like that, or anything North of what they were kind of offering or even do anything at all. If you're the caps, I don't know. I tend to think that like I would have done a deal at a certain number in that 88 to like 100 range, maybe there was like a middle ground there. You could have gotten you around like 94 or something like that, that I think could have been okay. But I tend to look at this and think, you know what? Like this kind of, the Cavs are a team that I, I, I think my take is just, they're still in data collection mode. They're still in a mode where they don't know what they are. And this is a year where they're going to find out a lot of stuff. And I think like committing to a vision of that franchise involving one of your young pieces before you sort of know how that player exactly fits in I think that's like kind of I, I think to me, like aside the number is what it is, like the numbers obviously will have a big impact on this. I think that reality of the roster building of the the financial roster building all kind of gets us to where we are right now. Yeah, it really does. And it's it's tough to break down too because we're going to talk about this in the next segment, how this might be a blessing in disguise for Cleveland, like Colin test the waters of restricted free agency. But my fear is what's well, twofold. One if a team offers, like I said earlier, like the Orlando Magic, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Detroit Pistons are the three teams that have max dollars in free agency next offseason. And to be clear, Orlando and San Antonio are both pretty set at the guard position, so I don't really see them moving heaven and earth to sign Colin Sexton at this point. Um, maybe Detroit if they wanted to spite an old rival or something or really just lead into this youth movement they're doing, which I like the theoretical fit between Cade and Colin, but I just don't think he's – that's smart moves financially there but um my my reservation is the fact that Darius Garland's extension eligible next offseason and then you don't want to do this cat and mouse game because even though clutch does drag these things out and maybe they let Darius get to restrict free agency as well like I don't think you want to you kind of want to have a clear vision of what your cap sheet is going to look like going forward instead of having to wring your hands over the possibilities and then let this kind of hang over the franchise for the majority of the season like I'm sure Chris, are you super thrilled to hear about rampant trade speculation about Colin Sexton again? I'm not. I, I got tired of talking about it. I mean, this is just like more reason for me to just like not be on that website. Well, it's not just being on that website. It's just like we have people who listen to the show and watch the show. Thank you for being your our your first listen and first watch of the day if you're checking us out. Not the brunch spot, the, the podcast, but um, I, I don't know, man. Like 
it's a risky gamble. Like you said, we laid it out, or maybe it's more of a financial move. Maybe Colin is going to bet on himself and maybe they can find a deal that's more appropriate. My other fear for him is, is this could end up like a Dennis Schroeder type situation where Schroeder turned down an extension offer from the Lakers, thought he was going to get more money in free agency, went out and tested the waters of free agency. Things dried up really fast in terms of available money. And then Dennis Schroeder signs with the Boston Celtics for next to nothing. Or another good example of this is Andre Drummond was offered, I believe, a four-year $80 million extension by the Cavs. Drummond turned it down. Then they trade for Jared Allen, bought out Drummond. Drummond goes to the Lakers, uh, performs poorly with Los Angeles, and now he's playing on the vet men for Philadelphia, which could be an opportunity for him to rebound his career, pun intended, because he'll miss a lot of shots there. But it's just it's scary to think that if you're a young player, you might want to sign with what's more certain. And if a team is willing to bet on you and let's say like the incentives of the Cavs laid in place, maybe one of them or two of them are lofty. I imagine it's like three or four incentives total in this contract. But if they set some pretty fair ones in like, okay, um, certain like scoring totals or the Cavs reached the playoffs by a certain point, or let's say Colin starts with all-star status, which he realistically could, he was an all-star voting last year. It could happen again, but I don't know, man. If I was calling at his age and I'd be a little frustrated on his side of things that maybe that this is something they're going to come to regret. Maybe even this time next year, because Colin could realistically be with another team. Yeah, let's take a break, though. We'll talk about this more um, after the break. I have I think there's one little difference between Sexton and Schroeder that I think we need to kind of dive into here. But, oh, absolutely. Well, there's so many differences. Trust yeah, me. But, well, uh, there's, 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 there's a very big apples one. to apples. This is apples and oranges. Go ahead. Yeah, but first, we've got to tell everyone about our friends at Price Picks. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. They offer you any prop that you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users use the deposit NBA, use the promo code NBA, excuse me, and you receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. All you got to do is you pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on an injury, and it's just you versus projected numbers. They have mixed, mixed sports entries, so you can take the over on LeBron kind combined with the under on Mahomes in the same category and use the award-winning app on the App Store or Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Okay, so a couple of things here. Uh, Chris Fedor from Cleveland.com, our best friend, Chris Fedor from Cleveland.com, uh, had in his story about it the 21 minutes ago that it was $100 million, multi-year deal, that what, was Col- what Collins Camp and his team was looking for. Um, that's the, the number that? his side, Fedor. Oh. Our good friend. I, I'm blocked, so. We, we both are. Um, 
I, the other thing that I think is worth noting, I think, well, I guess, do you want to go to, do you want to go to the Schroeder? Let's do the Schroeder comp, but then I, there's something I want to come back to with the, um, the, what is like what is actually like at play here in terms of what he's actually worth with Sexton? The shooter thing that I, I think there are two sides of that coin that are interesting to me. Number one, he is um, restricted, so like his market is already going to be like very tight, right? Like this is a market for when you're restricted free agent that like this isn't a couple of years ago where teams are throwing out offers to restricted free agency. What they're doing is they're sort of like trading for you ahead of time if they really want you or they're going to go after an un, you know an unrestricted forensic guy because it's just easier to go through that process right like it just ultimately is easier to use your cap space and that kind of stuff secondly um we've there, there, colin being in that situation would you would seem to think it gives the Cavs a little bit of leverage if they're going to sign him to an extension um joe i can't i can't count i'm i'm, I'm chaotic brain dead um that, that was my old that was my old Twitter bio. That's um, so there's seven more to go in my yeah, but case. Like, yeah, seven so more I, minutes. Like Sexton could be in a position next summer where he has a good season and he goes into next summer and like it's a tight market and like there's not there's other things that I mean I haven't looked at the cap space for next summer fully. I mean we should I'll pull that up when you start talking, but like we are in a really interesting kind of situation with him because it's like it could be like he gets kind of frozen out or he's like okay, like it kind of pushes him and the Cavs back together things work out this year and again I do tend to think that like for reasons we can we'll get into more I'm sure like I kind of think that like not doing this like kind of makes some sense just because like this year is such a pivotal year for the Cavs and if you're and if you if you're I think you're you're high on your own supply if you think like every piece they have right now is like locked in good is going to matter to this team in five years i don't know if we know that about garland wow. sexton okoro mo we don't know that about anybody and we're Jared high on a lot like, of these players but i yeah there's I, a lot I of uncertainty drive, i drive the isaac okoro like hog motorcycle like around the country like that's what i do but um we we just like we don't like jared allen's like the of the young guys he's by far the most proven like solid nba player of the entire bunch. well he's the best player in cleveland's young core right now like evan mobley has the potential to be Darius garland has the potential to be but jared yeah. allen is the and safest like, commodity well, and like, and like right and, yeah and like marketing's like a very well-paid specialist marketing slightly could we really say he's slightly overpaid because the final year of his contract's oh, dude, not fully guaranteed I, I think it's a little bit of a reach for what he is, but that's just it's like also a, Cleveland. It's not a free agency destination, so yeah. But like, I think if you, I think if the other really, thing about that is like if you really if you, like you, if you, if you about this, yeah. But if yeah, but if you like think of if thing if you're Kobe and the and the whole front office team and you think that too much, you're gonna make yourself spend stupid money. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing, and I think the Cavs smartly were patient with their entire approach to this, like. I'm going to review a little bit more um, from the thought process here. Um, it's a lot of what Chris and I have been saying for a while. And I like Collins agent originally said to the Cavs, like, listen, you have promoted my client nonstop. He's your team's leading scorer. He is X, Y, Z, all these great things. And the Cavs kind of argument is, well, is he X, Y, Z on a winning team? And then that's where that really broke down. And I think the Cavs, smartly are going to let this play out um chris is going to pull up the teams with cap space but i think yeah, realistically, I ha- I like the, i have i have the list like unless you know barring it's or like or i don't know who's going to offer colin the money he's looking for with the cap i mean let's say it's 
four years, a hundred million. Like I, I heard that number being floated around too. So if Fedor said that, it definitely tracks them because he's more plugged in than I'll ever be with this team. But do you think there are many teams out there that want to pay Colin Sexton 25 million annually? I mean, the Cavs might make a comeback around on if he has like a superb year this year, but 20. Yeah. So let's, let's, we'll get to that like number, I think in segment three, but um, here's the teams with cap space next summer that that will have, according to spot rack, um, a projected 20 million or above in potential cap space next summer. And some of this will get eaten up with other extensions, trades, et cetera. But mm-hmm. this is the projected practical cap space is, is for next summer. Factoring in like all the rookie extensions that got signed rapid fire in like the last two I, Spot rack is as updated as it gets. So I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted but to make if, sure. So if something wrong, I haven't vetted all this completely and I apologize. This is live. The Spurs. Yeah, Spurs $48 million in caps, 40.3 in cap space. Don't really strike me as a Sexton team. Pistons, $39.3 million. I don't really know. I mean, there's a, they're in a transition year in a lot of ways, too. Orlando, 37.9. They definitely don't strike me as a Sexton team because they have Suggs, they have Fultz, they have Cole Anthony. They don't, there's not a need there. The Cavs come in fourth at $31 million in practical cap space. The mm. Thunder, $30 million. Pelicans, $30 million. Grizzlies, 28.1 million. They're not at all a Sexton team. Hornets, 26.3 million. Not a Sexton team. Wolves, 23.5 million. And then you get to like the Bulls, they'll have 17. Kings, 13. Pacers, 12. And then you're getting into like very, very low numbers. And among those teams that have like a ton of cap space, right? Yeah. There are some teams that I think could make some sense and we'll see what other kind of moves they make. But I'll be, I just don't know if any of them are like, obvious there or there or second like it's also just like is sexton the number one priority for any of these teams right like no i, I think we need Why to like look, i mean that's the thing it's like do we need to look at like like what does the free agency cycle look like next summer you know like there, there's just like a lot here that is just kind of interesting it's just like a very like influx um kind of thing and like looking at like the 2022 free agency class like you know you have you know, like there's potentially guys, you know, if you go down the list, like there, there are some high end guys and then it drops off a little bit. And, you know, from there, we'll kind of see, you know, how, uh, you know, Colin plays into that and, and et cetera and whatnot. Like there, there are, and there are just some guys in that class that are, you know, like it in that frequency class where it's like, so it's like John Wall, potentially Harden, like Beal with the, he's a player option, uh, Kyrie, Gary Harris, Levine, Dragic, Rubio, uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Like, it's not like a star-heavy class, assuming, no. like, the Brooklyn stuff stays in place or, or you know, if Beal's going to move, maybe he's traded before. Like, Levine, you know, maybe is, like, the big fish there, but it's, like, like theoretically, I, I, like, maybe there Chicago, ends up being, like, a I would not market. let Zach Levine get out of sight. No, 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 no. But, like, he's, I mean, but he's unrestricted, so it's, like, I know, there's a little but, bit like, of, yeah. they'd make it a priority to get him locked up ASAP. Yeah, so I'm just saying it's like there's just a little bit of like I don't like we don't really know what the market looks like a, a year out now, right? Like there's just a lot I think we still don't know about this that makes it like interesting. And again, it depends. Like like Evan, would you say it is like unrealistic to look at this season and say like there's a chance Colin Sexton has like a much has a better year than Darius Garland and we like look at him as a more solid NBA player? I don't think that's like out of the question. No, because Sexton currently possesses I mean, his skill set works so well, especially on a bad team like the Cavs because. This is everyone's biggest argument is he's like a 24.5 point point per game score on three level efficiency. I agree. That's great. But it's also on a losing team. 
So you need to really factor in like, how does he look like? It still blows my mind because I had this argument with Justin Rowan once. I'm like, so if you remove Donovan, because he compares Sexton to Donovan Mitchell. And I said, if you remove Donovan Mitchell from the equation, he puts Sexton at the Jazz, do you get the same results? And he said, yes. And I'm like, you're lying to me. That's sorry. I didn't cut my nails, everyone, but you're lying to me. So we can talk about it the next segment of teams that other than the Cavs, it might make sense for Sexton. But yeah, I think there's a good chance that he's going to look really good. I think he's going to have a massive chip on his shoulder this season because Sexton, um, uh, the the classic Evan line, hell hath no fury like a Colin Sexton scorned. Um, he could come out. Well, we, also, I also, we, we, we don't we don't know how we've never like because the Cavs have been bad and because the Cavs have been sort of in this transition phase, you know, like I, I also don't think we sort of know how some of this is going to affect him. You know what I mean? Like it's this is just like a thing that we just haven't seen him have to, to deal with. You know what I mean? Like that's just um a reality that it's like let's we don't really know what this and let's yeah, yeah, talk yeah. To, let's hear from our sponsors read by our voices well, you know yeah so f- i mean first off we have the nba sponsor. season preview well first off oh. we actually talking f2 here um thanks for making by the way locked in Cavs your first listen every day remember we are free on all platforms for your second listen might i suggest getting everything you need from contender to pretender around the nba with the ultimate insider nba season preview the biggest and most comprehensive season preview you can find wherever you get your podcast i was on the tankers one repping lockdown cabs it was a ton of fun go check that out also got to tell one about our friends at bill bar look bill bar by the way cookie dough evan is back right now i don't it know is. if you got the you know, i did it is back it's you might want to go stock up might want to go get one but they I'm have so many over. i haven't had dinner yet i'm not going to ruin my dinner for the I mean, chunk sitting on my counter. Three right bill bars, a lot of protein. But look, there's something for everyone: coconut, cookie dough, mint brownie, cookies and cream. There's a whole bunch of great ones. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where we get two of each of the nine flavors. And remember, not only are built bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17, 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. They're all tasty and they're all healthy. Order today and get that grasshopper cookie when they have that, or the cookie dough, which they have right now, or that coconut, or whatever it is that you like. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com, promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, so Evan, I want to I wanna switch switch the conversation to this. Okay. I think one of the things with Sexton that I, I have a hard time sort of gauging, and I think some of this is like team dependent too, because I think like most guys need the right team structure and need the right organizational structure, need an organization that like sort of know, I mean, that has like built around these guys in a smart way. Like part of the reason that Donovan Mitchell popped off in the way he has and has gotten the opportunities he had. And I, I'm also with you. I think he's definitely clearly better than Sexton. I think his bag is just much deeper and more patient. Just a be- better basketball player. That's no sign of Colin. I think Mitchell. He just better. was in a better situation to start too. The the situation helps you, and the Cavs have not been ever been a situation since Colin has come to the NBA that has been stable. That has been normal. Some of that has been pandemic shifted, but like they fired Ty Lue eight games into his rookie season. Larry Drew was like asleep. Couldn't come to the, 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 the voice. The voice of the what? He, do you remember? Like he was the, the voice. I'm not of the, the team. coach. I'm the voice of the team. I was. Just and then like, he like. Then he was like. I don't like then it was like I might not come back to basketball after this because it's sucking my soul out. They hired John P. Lyon. Like there's just a lot of stuff that has been self-inflicted mistakes, right? Uh-huh. At the same time, I, I think you also have to look at this pragmatically. And if you're if you're the Cavs, you're saying, okay, like what do we feel like we know about Colin? 
we know we can score. I think the 24 points a game, all that stuff. I think he's legitimately like a very good NBA score. Yes. What else does he do? I think, you know, he's improved that he's added some nuance to his game. The passing is a little bit better, all that stuff. But like, we don't know what he is on defense, really. He's not been a good defender. Not that any of anyone aside from Okoro of those guys has been a good NBA defender, but like he hasn't been a good defender. Uh, buddy, um, Jared Allen. Well, I'm saying of the guys they drafted. Oh, so like the Allen, right. Allen came in and was like, he's already a good defender. He's a somewhat of a finished product. Like, you know, when, like, I thought you were talking about the core four or RIP to that nickname. It's gonna, by the time we get done with it, it's going to be like the elite eight of it's going to be the core 15 because one through 15, this roster is untouchable in fans' eyes. Yeah, yeah. And and then I also just think you look at Colin, we some there's still some unknowns. And if you're the Cavs, you compare the Cavs to situation. The two ones that I was thinking about were Atlanta and Oklahoma City because I think they're different in two key ways. Atlanta. Obviously, they paid Trey, but they paid John Collins. I think they added some money onto Capella's deal, but they paid Kevin Herter, who's from the Collins Sexton class. They know that so they're sort trying. of in a win now. They have a win now. Yes, and so it's right. But they have a win now window, right? Like they have this window. You pay for that. You feel like Herter, you sort of know what he does, know what his role, got him at a good price. You go, go, go. Oklahoma City is, is tanking, obviously, much more aggressively than the Cavs are, but they gave Shea from this class a max. Why? Because. Shea Alexander is a bona fide superstar. I understand if some people may think like that haven't watched this as much of him as Colin. He is much, 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 much better than Colin. Better defender, yep. better creator for others, more versatile, has, you know, just been a better NBA player and has been closer to a superstar than Colin has. That's no slight really on Colin because Colin, I think, has been pretty darn good and had some great, has had some really, really great moments and all that stuff. But SG is just a little more of an obvious give him the back kind of guy. And I think that makes the situation just ends up being precarious in, in a way that I think is I like the word use that, of the that's word. That's how I think we got I like here, that. right? That's a good that's I good, just this is how good, I think you get here. And if curious. yeah, it's you know, it's a high university education. But um you get to this and it's like I if you would have done like if you would have just given sex whenever he wanted, or like, you know, if a year ago and we were like, okay, he's gonna negotiate off of the um, the the Fox extension or whatever, uh-huh. like, <laughs> like that would have been bad. Like the Cavs are in the real, like the the Cavs are in a situation where like their finances are already kind of a muck. I thought that was a cigarette in your hand at first. I'm like, dude, calm down. It is just a Colin Saxon extension. It's not that stressful. <laughs> no, it's some nerd wax for my for my glasses. Great product. Would love them to sponsor the show and send me free nerd wax. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, but like that, that's just, I just think like this is such a tricky situation that I'm just like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying, man. Like, I, I, I don't know. I guess like, I guess if, if is there tough. a number that, what, what is the most amount? $100 million over four years. I paid okay, him $25 million you, annually. Okay, so you would have done that. I even think if it's me, if I'm being keeping it straight here, I even understand if you don't want to do that right now. Because I don't feel like you know enough about what this overall team is or to the, do that I mean, and feel like this is great. Counterpoint, the initial offer that you and I've heard, eighty-eight million over four with yeah, incentives I, to I bump it up to a hundred. Yeah, absolutely. Sign it. If would he, that's, you would would you would you have done a hundred flat? Would you have done no incentives hundred million dollars flat? Probably not, no. Okay. That's that's where I'm at because I think he's good, but I also just think like I want I want to just know what this is more before I spend the money. Yeah. Colin Sexton is the most merc- mercurial player on the Cavs roster. 
I mean, shouts to friends of the pod, uh, Joe Caller, but like Darius Garland and Evan Mobley feel like more of a logical conclusion for this team. They they do. Like those two feel like the main pillars of this team. And then you complement those two with like a Jared Allen's, the Laurie Marketings, with the Colin Sexton deal eventually. Like you don't pay Sexton top dollar if you don't view him as one of those main pillars of this team. Because that's just horrible asset management for the Cavaliers. And it just blows my mind to think that like people really thought Colin Sexton was going to get a max contract. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? You can make that argument if you want, but at the end of the day, in my heart of hearts, it makes no sense. Yeah. I, as we wrap I this just up, think I, go ahead. Yeah. 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 No, I just think half. we get to this. I, I just think, I just think we get here and it's like, I think Sexton Really good score has improved every year. I would, I think the work ethic stuff that gets really hyped is real. I don't think he always asked to be pushed in the way he was. I think no. the Cavs ultimately like the Cavs kind of put some of this out there in the ether in ways that I don't think they that like they're gonna like acknowledge. But like that's just that that's I can't like go and prove that. But it's just I like when you throw someone out there. What the hell okay. else were the Cavs and their fans supposed to get excited about? Well, I yeah, but I just think when you like get really defensive and like nominate someone for like awards all the time, and then like See, that's like, the that's when you the weird it, stuff. I was like talk more like that's, social I, when and, you like, do yeah when you do the like, weird stuff. I think it gets uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you do the weird stuff, it gets uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like because that was a dreadful Cavs team, his rookie and sophomore season. Oh yeah, otherwise. I don't I don't blame them for like feeling like you have to like market and like be a business and do that stuff. I think, but I think when you take it to like we're gonna like nominate him for all these awards, I think that. And it gets like a little bit uncomfortable. Um, just a bit, yeah. Also, I also just like love by the way that Zach, like the uh, so like when then they were pushing Sexton last year, ends up talking to Zach Lowe in his podcast. And then when Zach Lowe is going to write about Garland, I guarantee you, I could tell you the person the organization that facilitated that interview. I'm very sure I could tell you that. I will text it to you in between episode seven. Um, I'm sure you could figure it out yourself. Uh, you can uh, text me. You're very smart. My, my brain's a fried today, yeah. yeah I have yeah. a long but, night ahead uh, of me, but. Before yeah, we wrap Sexton's up, let's play a fun hypothetical. Um, give me your three preferred Colin Sexton destinations that are not the Cleveland Cavaliers in free agency next year. Like, if, um, if, like the league is within reason. Like they have to have the money to do it. You can't just say the Lakers or the Clippers because yeah, I'd love to see Colin play for the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, of course. But uh, I think if you're, I think OKC would make a ton of sense. That's I think one of my the picks. Pistons could make some sense, That's and I think Miami. My Those would be my three. I like the Pistons. I like the Thunder, and I am still low key intrigued with. Um, oh my god, can you list off the names again? Because I just drew a of cap of the cap yeah. space teams. Yeah. Okay, let me pull that up. Um, here we go. Spot rack. Here's the top ten. Spurs, Pistons, Magic, Cavs, Thunder, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Hornets. I like to come on the Pelicans. The Pelicans would be fun. I I just want to keep. The, there's some bad juju down there, man. I just want to keep keep uh, him. I look here's here's the other thing. I just want to end it. We'll send this on a positive note. Yeah, I think there's a chance this could work out. I feel like I if you too. there's a year, uh, like we'll see where we get with with, with Sexland at the end of this season. Um, it's a it could be in a good place. But I think it's one going yeah. to pay off nicely. Or the Cavs yeah, we'll have a really this... nice trade chip on their hands if like Mobley is way ahead of schedule and Garland really pops, and they're like, okay, let's let's pedal to the metal this ish, and they really push past yeah. that twenty six point five win project- projection. 
yeah. But again, this is going to be uh, part one of two for live. We're going to take a quick break, going to rehydrate and all that stuff and, and come right back. And we'll talk more about Sexton a little bit, I'm sure. Talk about the Grizzlies game coming up on Wednesday and take your questions. So if you have questions, get them in and we'll dive in. So we'll be right back. <laughs> 